Welcome back to Talk and Shopify, the e-commerce strategy podcast for businesses serious about growing their brands. Brought to you by Zyber, New Zealand's leading e-commerce experts and Shopify Plus partner, we'll be here every week with a new episode to help you uncover the secrets to scaling your business for long-term growth. We'll share our knowledge and insider tips with the help of some amazing industry guests. Let's talk shop. Let's get into it. This is Talk and Shop. My name is Leo. I am joined by, not Waldo, but David Visser. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm freaking out. There's more people in this podcast room. You know, we've gone from virtual podcast and now having like six people in the room, but I'm doing well. It's amazing, isn't it? You can actually sit close to each other and talk like real human beings. It's good. (laughs) It's very good. Very exciting episode. Not sure if you want to tell us what the episode is today, David, or you want me to do the intro here? You go ahead and do the intro. So we've got a merchant which is fantastic. We've always been wanting merchants to come on the show and tell us their story. But these guys are like serial entrepreneur. And I need to ask the question because it's not just one business here. There's like multiple business going on here. So I'd like to introduce Max and Josh from Fish City Hamilton. How are you guys? Yeah, Get we're awesome, there. guys. Yeah. Uh, good to be here, eh? Really excited. Did you uh, did you enjoy the drive into Auckland? Was that this morning or... Oh, mate, I love a bit of Auckland traffic. I just get up in the morning and go, oh, I want to go to Auckland today. <laughs> <laughs> Super happy to be here. We've any- it much easier now with the roads. You know, it's easy to get here. It is. You still get yeah. over the Bombay Hills and you can see the neck here is just starting to come up. Anger up. <laughs> I was going to say, did you see any ram raids on the way here? Because that seems to be quite fashionable at the moment here in Auckland. I think yeah, I think it's fashionable all over the show. I've seen seen places boarded up all over Hamilton too. Really? Yeah, so it'd be good if we could get rid of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. So let's talk about you guys and who you are. Maybe I'll start with you, Max. How did you get into this whole e-com world? Uh, so I got into the e-com world by uh, becoming a welder out of school mm-hmm. um, and, then, and then joined Dad's business in 2015, um, helping build the FC boats that we manufacture ourselves. Um, from there, ended up being a bit more involved with the business side of things and and joined the, the retail side as well. So, um, yeah, we've we've had websites the whole way through, but none as good as the one we have now, which is uh, quite nice to work with. So, yeah. Oh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. Mm. Josh, how are you related to all this? Yeah, so I guess before my time at Fish City Hamilton, I was a hospitality consultant or contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bit of play with a couple of SaaS products and uh, developed websites for them. Um, then I got a little tap on the shoulder from Max and uh, his father, Ross, and said, hey, we're looking for a guy to come build us a website. Are you keen? And sort of made my way into the e-commerce retail sector uh, from there. So what a guy they got, back eh? Back in 2018. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Now, cool. the listeners listening to this need to understand there are multiple businesses happening. I don't know which one started first. Maybe, Max, just break it down. What's going on? Yeah, so um, my father, Ross, started Fish City Hamilton in 1992. It's our 30-year anniversary this year in wow. October. So that's amazing. Um, we're going to do a bit of a big event for that as well, which will, which will be quite cool. If I live under the rock, what is Fish City Hamilton? Fish City Hamilton is originally started by selling fishing rods, reels, electronics, um, servicing outboards, and selling boats and motors as well. So... Um, full package for your fishermen 
from there it grew um, in 2000. He started Fish City Albany um, up on the North Shore here. So that was a ground up build, new new store, doing all the same stuff up there. Um, after that, uh, in 2011, after the GFC, he was at the boat show. Um, in 2008, boat sales halved, then mm. halved again the next year. So wow. he was down to 25% sales in that category, um, which is which is the biggest chunk of the business. Um, so that was pretty hard. Out of that, he sort of looked at the market and went, there's not really a safe, uh, practical four-meter aluminum tinny type hull. So he built that, designed and built that with a contractor over in Tauranga, um, and that that took off. They sold 180 boats in the first year. So was that the birth of FC boats? That was, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, originally originally called Maxcraft. Okay. Um, but there was already another manufacturer called Maxicraft, and ah, he, yes. he wasn't happy, so got changed to FC Boats, um, named after Fish City. Of course. But now its own company in its own right called FC Boats. So, cool. Yeah. Um, 2015, we brought the manufacturing in-house, so we took it from the contract man- manufacturer, um, they did a good job getting it off the ground and we just wanted to take it to the next level in-house. So um, we started up a little factory in, in um, Franklin and Hamilton, quite close to the retail shop. Um, that's about when I came on board as well. Uh, 2016, Dad sold the Auckland branch and um, and came back to focus on the Hamilton branch, the FC Boats thing. Um, and then I think Josh, you came on board in 2018, or yeah, late 2018. Yeah, to to we had just built a new website with a, another company, and we were trying to get that live, get all the products on it. Um, before Josh came on board, we had a pretty disappointing website. I know mm. when when I came over from the manufacturing, looked at it, I went, oh, I'll our search bar's not working. Not only was it not working, it hadn't been working for 18 months. Ooh. And not only that, instead of saying the search function's broken, it would say no products found for the search. So you would search Shimano and it would come up with no products found. Right. And, you know, we might have 500 products in that category. So that is not a great customer experience by any stretch of the imagination. But was the website back then, you know, like a focus point or was it just a nice to have on the side there? It was, we knew we needed to do it. Um, I wasn't involved with it. it. It was hard because of our inventory system to maintain the stock. So then because it was hard for, to maintain, it didn't get maintained as well as it should have. And you guys know that it, for a website to be successful, it has to be fully integrated with the inventory. Stuff has to be pushing up. You know, we used to get an order. We'd have to go into our inventory system, create the invoice to the customer, and then ship it out manually, which is quite a long process for something that could be quite simple. Mm. Um, so that that meant that in 2020, in October, was when we first launched Fish City Hamilton with. Um, Shopify and Vend in the background and Marcelo swapped to zero, restructured the businesses so that Fish City Hamilton was just the uh, retail and e-commerce and FC Boats covers boat sales, workshop and manufacturing uh, because the system we had worked good for that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I do want to talk about the tech stack and I do want to talk about your challenges. Uh, Hunting and outdoors 
Where did that come all in? Because that's part of this yeah, picture. So, so during the um, 2020 lockdown from COVID, okay. we were sitting at home, we we're doing some projections and we we're going, look, in the GFC, sales halved and halved again. This is going to be as bad, you know, this is going to be really bad. So we're like, we need to be aggressive, do some projects while we've got manpower, get some stuff done. Um, one of the problems we had was soon as you have guns on your website or weapons or anything like that, Google doesn't want to know you, Facebook doesn't want to know you. Mm, um, so sense. it makes it very hard to do any advertising for yes. all the rest of our products, which they're happy to advertise. So uh, previous to that, we had pulled them off the website. We said, nah, if we can't advertise the rest of our products, it's not worth having the guns online. Right. Then in COVID, we went, that's really an opportunity that we're missing. No one knows that we've got guns in the store because we are Fish City Hamilton, so it's, it doesn't scream we sell guns. So we thought, why don't we start another shop front? It's a limited amount of SKUs. It's not going to be a flat-out e-commerce platform because it's so hard to sell and ship a gun online. Mm -hmm. But why don't we make a really good shop front so that our customers can look at what we've got in stock, read all the information and then come in store and buy it. So we went, all right, let's start a different brand. We will use Shopify. Um, we knew that Shopify was good for that sort of stuff, but we hadn't used it before. So we sort of did it and went, this will be a bit of a pilot. If we really rave about it and like it, then we'll do it for the Fish City Hamilton website. So after the lockdown, I think it took us three weeks um, to get that live and we started doing more sales on hunting and outdoors than we were doing on our oh, no other way. website. Yeah, wow. and it was only a very small portion of product. So this is because Fish City is still on it's some the, other weird place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boutique website with some other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't Josh one. that made this one, right? Okay. No, I came a later on the piece. Had <laughs> just, to yeah. just just making sure. Thanks, man. So what I'm seeing, Max, is you're kind of like the numbers guy. Uh, you're crunching numbers. You're seeing stuff. Am I right? Um, kind of maybe tell me what's more of your day to day role. Uh, and I'll so, get to Josh on what's your role in the in this whole thing. Yeah, so I I we've got forty one staff. So wow. much like yourself, I'm I'm just making sure that everyone's all right. I can see what I can help them with and sort of driving the overarching strategy. Um, I don't so much do the physical, you know, entering the products and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just just strategy, looking for opportunities and and then getting the staff on board to execute the opportunities. Beautiful. Mm. So then, Josh, what are your main sort of activities that you're doing now on a day-to-day? -day? Yeah, so I guess uh, we have, well, three brands now, obviously, Fish City Hamilton, Hunting Outdoors, and FC Boats. It's three different websites to sort of manage, maintain, and look to optimize. Uh, on top of that, then you've got the marketing and the brand, I guess. So you have this overarching uh, goal to sort of get them brand aligned, but also make a unique message to sell it to the consumers. So I have a little part to play in, in the marketing and, and where the brand sort of sits. Um, and well, it's a lot It's a lot for one person to do just one brand and work on one brand. This is times three. So Times three, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got three websites, three Facebook channels, Instas, YouTube, now going into TikTok. So there's a whole lot of, uh, I guess, uh, social interactions and touch points that we've got to keep on top of and manage. How is that going for you, TikTok? Just, uh, you know, you, you sort of mentioned it. Have, have you had any success with it? I know there was a good podcast a couple of weeks back uh, talking about TikTok. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably more fun for us to make these TikToks and, and try, you know, run with a campaign or, or a sort of a video and just have a laugh with it and see what kind of results we get from it. I guess we're pretty new to the whole TikTok game. Yeah. I think it's a, a younger generation maybe that is really immersed in it. So I hate that you say that because I'm sure you're younger than me. I'm like, <laughs> I, I definitely, um, I love TikTok. But it's so easy. It's almost like I have to set a timer for myself because otherwise, mm. two hours later, I'm like, "Where did the evening go?" You know, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's easy to doom scroll for sure. Yeah, you can immerse yourself in it pretty easily. Mm. So let's come back. Let's focus on this. Uh, the tech stack. You, you mentioned a little bit of this, Max. Um, challenges. You've got a physical store. You've got multiple online stores. What are you learning as a business owner? Does it all work? Is it all beautifully integrated? Uh, so, so for a start. FC Boats is on a completely different tech stack to what Recreational Holdings is. Now, that in itself presents its own challenges, like, for example, the workshop, they'll they'll fit a sounder or something to someone's boat. If that person came in store and brought the sounder from the shop, they would have got their loyalty points through Marcelo. So most people don't really know, and it's not something we do intentionally, um, it's just because the tech stacks don't integrate, so mm. we can't make it easily. Give it, we can't make it give them the points easily. So that's that's a pain point for us, um, and we just have the only way we can get around that is by having real clear signage that says if you buy it from this end of the shop, you don't get points. Right. You know. Yeah, so you got to realize the workshop and the boat sales are literally on Fishy Hamilton's inside the building. Right. So we're, we're running mm. almost like two separate businesses and brands, or three brands, out of the one location. So you can kind of get from the consumer's point of view how things could, you know, get muddled up. Do they give you feedback like that? Like, holy cow, I didn't even know, or this is interesting? Oh, we've, or? we've had, there's, there's obviously you'd know there's people that are really diligent with points and stuff like that, and those guys are the ones that notice. And so we just give them the points when, you know, we go, all right, here's the points and we can manually upload it. But to do that at scale is very difficult um, and, and very manual. So, yeah, yeah it's and, – and the opposite way as well, this tech stack that we have with Vend and Shopify won't run a manufacturing business for us or a, a workshop with time clocking and stuff like that. So we, we it's very hard to find something that will do the whole lot and I think – possibly almost impossible without building a bespoke system from the ground up. And then you're not making use of the the mass learning of Shopify and stuff like that, which is one of the biggest benefits. Yeah. Mm. A lot of merchants um, have third-party POS system, um, mm. you know, and a lot of merchants look at bringing in Shopify POS. Sometimes it's the right call, sometimes it's not. How mm. have you guys gone through that journey and, you know, I know you were thinking about it at one stage to bring in Shopify POS. Is that on the cards? Too hard? Doesn't work with your business? Uh, well, where, where we're at now is, is obviously, you know, we, we got SMB consultants on board in Australia um, and they've done a full review of, of all of our systems and tech stacks and uh, they've recommended Sin 7 for the, the level of inventory we do, which has quite a smooth point of sale and, and and probably one of the golden rules that I think is important with the tech stacks is having as little integrations and apps as possible is the best thing. If you've got something that does everything well, then don't add something else and just for the sake of trying to do that 5% better because 
you'll have integration issues and stuff like that in the background. That's a really good tip. Mm. Really good tip. We always say to clients, look, if we could do 90% of it, like mm. that's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are some deal breakers that, you know, you've always got to tick the boxes, but for sure, like if it's a solution that's 95% like bulletproof for you, go for it. And then maybe the 5% is just like your workflows. Can you like look back on them and think, hey, can we do this another way? It yeah. may work better for us in the long run. That's exactly what it, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> a lot of people we say don't bring your old processes into new technology. Mm. So that's very good thinking. I love that you guys are thinking like that. And I think that's what is separating you guys from other people. You're, you're getting ahead of the curve. So that's awesome. The subscription market is predicted to grow nearly $500 billion by 2025. As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth for over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen your brand's relationships with your customers and make it easy for consumers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with the subscriptions payment solutions trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. David, am I stealing all your questions? <laughs> no, you're all good. I actually wanted to um, kind of come back. You're talking a little bit about loyalty. How how has that worked for you guys? I guess you know you, you guys have obviously been uh, merchants, you know, as a as a storefront since, as you say, '92. Um, so how has that sort of transformation, or how's that worked for you? Yeah, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. So um, Ross actually brought out the the Fish City Club Card system in the mid 90s I think which was a loyalty program then um, obviously a lot more manual it was basically you get set up in the system in the CRM as a customer that club card would give you um, slightly different discounts on different product groups so say like hooks and sinkers you might get 10% off that um, which worked really well and, and getting people in the database and stuff so I think when we went into Vend we had 17,000 people in our database or something um, which is is probably growing faster now that it's a little bit easier to add people in um, and that they only get their points if they're added into the system. Um, the Going to Marcelo has, has actually been probably one of the easier transitions um, and all of the customers quite enjoy getting the points, obviously. We do a pretty high um, return of points rate, which is uh, 5%, so... Solid. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, from a business's perspective, every dollar of points that someone redeems, they spend another $5 in the store. So you generally cover your costs with it. They get something cheaper. Everybody wins. Um, and not everyone redeems points either. You're not ever going to get a 100% point redemption rate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a awesome thing for the customers. It's easily managed. Um, they get their... Every time they buy something, they get an email that says, hey, you've got this many points and how did you enjoy your experience? So yep. that data for us is really cool. Um, since we changed over 18 months ago, we've had close to 1,400 positive responses and about 15 negative. So That's amazing. we're getting a, getting a really good um, customer satisfaction rate, yeah. which is awesome. And on that point, I mean, we get to use Marcelo both in-store and online. 
to the consumer, no matter if they've bought something in store, say they've got something or, you know, buying a present for little Johnny, um, they can use that online too. So anything that we can do online or in store or vice versa, we, we look and stack those up to make sure the customer gets like the best experience. Excellent. This is Ven talking with Marcelo, is how you guys are using this. Yeah, yeah, so obviously Ven and Marcelo have an integration, same with Shopify, so, um, and now we're looking at obviously moving to Sin7 and they have the integration as well. So Marcelo can continue with Sin7? Correct, yeah, yeah. Ah, apparently okay, it's just a switch on, switch off button, which seems pretty seamless. Excellent. Yeah, I think that um, that's obviously really important for you guys because you you have kind of the two storefronts and the experience should really be seamless between those two, right? So um, it doesn't matter if I come into store, if I'm one of your loyal customers or if I buy online, um, the experience is, you know, the, the same essentially um, as much as possible. So Yeah, and that's that's um, just discussing it with the guys yesterday. That's one of the benefits of Sin7. Now when someone buys a gift card online, they can redeem it in store and vice versa, which nice. we don't have at the moment with Vend and, and um, Shopify. Mm. And it's quite a – we've had it happen. We always do it for the customers, but Josh has to go into the back end of Shopify with the manual gift card and, and delete it. And, you know, it's a, it's it's not an automated process, which is what we're trying to go for. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get real. F- fishing, peak season has just – past what's what happens now to fish city until the next summer is it seasonal or do you get sales all the way through the year it 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 is extremely seasonal we probably do say in december in the store we do probably two to three times the amount of turnover we do in the middle of winter so right it's a it's a pretty big increase and and as you can tell when you look out at the water there's truckloads of people out over christmas everyone goes on holiday takes their boat away so that's a that's a super important time for us. We use the winter to do um, projects like website stuff, basically to get ready for the summer. So, um, like we're just talking about, we're trying to get the FC boats website done through the winter and and possibly the hunting outdoors one as well, so that when we get to next summer, we're we're good to go and we've got that good experience. For Can them. hunting outdoors actually be all year round, or you, it's also seasonal as well? I think it's a bit more consistent. I don't think right. it's yeah. the, the pigs and troughs that fishing does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, we can leverage that brand in the quiet time when, sure. when fishing's off. But yeah, like, like Max said, like there's projects we're indenting. Like obviously we've got teammates up here in Auckland today looking at uh, summer indents for, for next season. So there's a lot of background work happening before we can like go live with all these products yeah, for the gotta, summer season. you got to get ready. A lot of pressure on you. Like what happens with marketing budget? Does it does this, the ad spend come down in the wintertime for Fish City or you still I gunning it? I double down that, you know. What's that? Sorry? I double down. You double down? Yeah. Love it. Got to keep it going. Got to yeah. get the brand out there. Yes. You, know? you want to be in the forefront of everyone's mind. So This is the answer I was after actually. So. I reckon, you know, yeah, the more yeah. content you can get, it, get out there and brand awareness, it's going to put you a lot better uh, moving forward for the summer seasons. I, I think there's a really good analogy that Dad's always said. When times get tough, you don't turn the lights off in the front of the store. So why should you stop marketing? You know, you still want to be getting people into the store. If if times are hard and you cut all your marketing, turn the lights off, no one's going to come to your store and buy anything. Yeah. It's actually really interesting you say that because one of the first things that traditional businesses turn off 
mm. is the marketing. And that's exactly yeah. what you said. Yeah. You need that foot traffic in your store and you need it on online. That's so. right. I think COVID was like a case in point. Like people were like cutting their marketing budgets, cutting their marketing teams. We just thought, no, nah, let's put more money behind it and get it going. And this, like, I guess the web traffic and sales we're getting whilst in lockdown was huge. The very first thing we saw in the first lockdown was how cheap it was to advertise on Google. Yeah, yeah. And we were screaming at everybody to go. Yeah. They're like, no, no, we don't know what's happening. We're just, you know, we're keeping it time. Like, there's no one advertising. Exactly. It's like 10 cents a click or less. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. I guess that very initial lockdown stage, so you weren't actually allowed to um, there was still very strict rules, right, on what you were and weren't allowed to. to well, you weren't allowed to, to go fishing. Well, well, what you were allowed to buy, even because I remember. Oh yes, I remember panic yeah. buying coffee beans. Like <laughs> I was like, I need coffee beans because you know before they they stop sending them to me. Um, but Surely later fishing on, is essential because I need to go and catch fish to feed my family, right? Exactly. There I, guess, you go. I guess there's a gray area there, but you know. <laughs> well, they, they you can actually... isolate on a boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, yeah, they, they overruled that in the most recent level three, I think. They went, oh, no, you actually can go fishing. Uh, so let's talk about you guys um, jumped over to Plus, um, started working with an agency. Is that the first time you've ever worked with an agency? Have you been thinking about Plus for a long time? How did this all come to fruition? Yeah, I guess it was probably about a year ago. We were at a BNZ uh, business, uh, I guess, night sort of cinema. And, of course, Leo, you were there. Um, as one of the panel and um, we put our hand up and said you know we're on Shopify we're seeing some great results but when do you know when do you want to sh shift to plus and as soon as the, the old uh, presentation was over you came straight to us I was like <laughs> come on guys open spot a business <laughs> yeah, opportunity exactly <laughs> these guys these guys these guys right here uh, this was after right about, about how is when you switch over <laughs> yeah yeah You're hearing all like, about this podcast thing I was like okay but no, the coolest I, guys in the room that's we, why I went towards you yeah yeah well, I guess we were like at that point then where it's sort of like we've grown it so much so quickly and we're like right the next step is where we need to go obviously Shopify Plus was ticking the boxes but we're sort of just like, we can't do this by ourselves. We, we need someone else to sort of come in, help us out, you know, show us the ropes of this next big kind of step. I mean, not just like the physical step, but the financial step, how we can stack that up, you know, what do we need to outlay here? So to bring sort of, you know, Zyber on as our agency, because I've never brought anyone on. I usually just tuck through and try to do it myself. Mm. Um, outsourcing to the people that know that, you know, the business, they're in it, they're living it, they're breathing it. They can just give us the direction and we can sort of just grab it and go with it. That's awesome. So for you, how have you found the experience of working with, let's say, Zyber or, you know, an agency like us? I think it's been fantastic. Eh? Like obviously, David and yourself, um, we've been got a good rapport. You know, we can have a bit of a laugh, but then also we can get straight down to business. The turnaround time of like what happens with, okay, we've got an idea. Let's run with this idea. Within sort of, I don't know, a day or two, there's a solution in place. Set up a meeting. Right, when can we get this going live? You know, if that was us by ourselves, we'd probably be still be researching two weeks down the track to finally then set up a meeting. So I guess it's enhanced the experience for the consumer by the timely manner that you guys have been able to pull out your digital Rolex and be like, okay, sweet, this guy needs this application or they need to talk to this guy. 
That's that's awesome. Uh, just a backstory, I guess, for people listening. You guys were on Shopify and you've uh, came over for a new theme on the 2.0, online store 2.0. Have you guys seen any difference? Have you played around with it in the back? Does it make things easier for you as a merchant? Um, I don't know if it's made things easier. I think it's it's been more, I guess, foreign with the way the new sort of 2.0 set up in regards to Metafields. There's a couple backend things that have changed, but I think once you get your head around it, it's just like anything else. It comes second nature. Um, and it's obviously the way forward. So I guess the earlier you can jump on it, you're going to be better off in the long run. Yeah, cool. We've seen big jump in speed, which is amazing. We have, yeah. Um, so Lighthouse, Google Lighthouse or whatever, Lighthouse for Chrome, likes you now. Um, I actually can't remember the numbers, but do you, do you kind of remember what they were before and after? Oh, I, we, we were definitely getting the red and now we're in the green. Yeah. I think that's what I remember. I think it was so. like low 20s and then it went skyrocketed to like high 80s or low 90s. It was unbelievable. I think yeah. it was 26 to yeah, 92 or so, something. Something like along that. those lines. It was a lines. big jump. So yeah. 2.0 really does, you know, change that and yeah. it's great and it is fast that we can tell. Um, oh, so. you, can, you can tell straight away. You click on the home page and it just loads instantly, you know, yeah. from different devices, whereas before sometimes it would, take a bit longer to load yeah um, and you've got a lot of beautiful images as well and they're quite large on the home page i can't remember if you've got a video do you have a video at the moment or is that something we're, we're no doing? no video at the moment but yeah. we've had them in the past and obviously we'll look to them in the future as well when the time comes yeah got to get you on video wise with all your products of people fishing yeah i'm video sure wise. did you hear that podcast i did, I did. It's a, a, have you looked at the product i have yeah there's also another one preview dot IO, it's a startup company in Wellington. Okay. They're doing a similar thing. Okay. Really? Uh, yeah. So I, I sort of took two, two notes and worked out sort of what maybe the best one to go forward with. Shout out to these guys, as, you know, to preview. Does it look very similar or? Well, it, it probably goes more into the uh, the website itself, ingrains in that. Then it, obviously you push a button, a pop-up window comes up and it's basically just got a YouTube playlist of all the things like it may be a product of recommendations um, breakdowns, unboxing, just so like you can kind of get a better understanding of a purchase that you may be purchasing of $2,000. You want to research it. It's right there and then on the website and then you can add it to cart from that pop-up window. I got to look at this. Yeah. This is awesome. So it's probably cool. very similar to, I guess, tech-wise, but that's probably going more down the, the social media influencer route. Yes. Whereas this one's probably a bit more in-house uh, website and EDM integration. Why are you not on this podcast weekly, Josh? I don't know, man. You didn't invite me until like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I do love uh, you guys listen to the podcast in the in the office, right? Oh, religious, it comes yeah. Every Wednesday, we like you know, put it on the old marketing department speakers and we blare it out. Do you not get sick of my voice? Uh, I don't I think I could of, do that here. There's no way I could put that on at Cyber. People would like, turn <laughs> that off. Like, I hear Leo enough. No, we don't actually listen to you, Lee. We, oh, we listen to Walter. Did I tell you the story that everybody loves Walter? He gets gifts from merchants. He gets reviews from merchants. Merchants send him everything. I have yet to receive a gift or like a, a thank you card. So if there's someone out there that loves me, please. I, maybe we can sort you out something there, Leo. Yes, Fish yeah. City Boys have come through. I am happy to send you a card as well. That's fine. A card? Uh, yeah, yeah. A oh. thank you card. All right. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Leo. <laughs> Your podcast is great. <laughs> Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, just remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. 
Once you set up a free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com. That's K-L-A-V-I-O.com. One thing we haven't really touched on, um, you guys are kind of famous. I think you guys have won some awards. Oh, we won one award. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the one. Uh, uh, that still yeah. makes well, you award winning. You know, we have won a couple oh, we've of won it, We've won it twice, yeah. actually. So um, we won the Waikato Business Awards Marketing and Social Media category. Um, and that that is based on, I think, about four things. It was customer retention, customer loyalty, um, and basically implementing a marketing plan to to improve your profitability and stuff like that. So the way we sold that to the judges was we had a 10, 10 years of declining in-store revenue uh, because we weren't getting our website experience right. We then turned around, built Hunting and Outdoors, built the new Fish City Hamilton website, restructured the companies, put Vend in, put Zero in, put Marcelo in, and from that we had those epic customer, um, customer satisfaction stats that I talked about before. Um, and awesome customer loyalty, and, and that was enough to, to win us that award. Um, it was on the 25th anniversary of the inaugural awards, which um, Dad won the small business um, category and the Supreme Award in that year, so it was quite cool for, especially for me personally and for Josh to, to, to sort of rebirth Fish City Hamilton with this new tech stack and then validate that by winning, winning the award that yeah. we won 25 years ago when, when we were first launching into it. Very cool. Mm. Yeah, like, I guess the way that we sort of went down that track was obviously put a tech stack in, what are these touch points? Obviously that then came to like, right, what marketing opportunities do we have with these touch points and sort of just grew our case from that and obviously we are able to uh, take away the the business award for last year and um well you're going to win it again this year i mean you've done you know some new stuff already on the site so yeah you're definitely on the way up so that's that's fantastic mm. yeah yeah definitely you know i think the future looks bright uh for both i guess web and the fishing sort of industry and hunting outdoors um so yeah we can't wait to see what happens in the space okay so i guess hey you guys know what you're doing we've talked about um forecasting that stuff is seasonal as merchants you know uh giving feedback to other merchants listening to this all around the world is there any advice top three things you should do shouldn't do i'll put you on the spot josh go uh one get an agency probably oh. zyber yeah <laughs> i like that one yeah. All right, give this guy some money. <laughs> Ka-ching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> to, Thanks, to, uh, yeah, obviously say like, yeah, going onto the Shopify platform and being able to use, I guess, apps or, you know, tech stack to your business requirements is essential. I know everyone is probably a little bit time poor. Um, so if you can kind of automate things, work smarter, uh, that's definitely, you know, a crucial part of our business to make sure that anything we do can it work on all levels and is it a smart choice and uh three let's go have fun with it trial and error move fast break shit you'll learn from it move forward i think that's really good advice actually i like that that was a sound clip right there put that on linkedin everywhere <laughs> max can i put you on the spot yeah mate um so probably 
I guess for our journey, like we we obviously tried to build it all ourselves and that was really successful for proving the concept and stuff. The biggest reason for me why we've gone um, with you guys is because what got us to that point wasn't going to take us to the next level. So I knew that with our expertise, how much workload we had in other areas and stuff, we we don't have the skills to take it from, you know, the 80% to the 110%. That's where we need your guys' relationships with all the different tech companies. We need your guys' expertise of working with all the different merchants and what you learn from that stuff. Um, the, the other thing I, I guess I think of from a strategic point of view is if you look at the biggest e-commerce companies in the world, like your JD.com, Amazon, um, whatnot, they all are using this incredible AI stuff to, to automate processes. And when I think about a medium-sized business, I go, how is that stuff going to filter down to a medium-sized business? I can't go out and develop an AI process for um, customers getting recommended stuff, but Shopify at the scale that they're at with all the different merchants that they have can and they learn a lot from all their merchants and they roll out that cool technology to all their merchants. So for me, that's how a small to medium business can access that leading technology and infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, the omni-channel availability through Shopify and everyone that's building stuff around the ecosystem of Shopify really helps businesses like you guys. They just mm. seem to be able to plug holes, right? You know? Yeah. There's well, they've got like 5,000 staff, so yeah. they're, they're doing something. There's a few developers there for sure. Yeah. Um, mm. And then I guess on on kind of coming back to the tech stack, like any favorite apps? What's worked really well for you guys? What have you tried? Um, what hasn't worked? Tell us a bit more. Yeah, I guess from like uh, an in-store Online one, Marcelo obviously ticks the boxes being on both uh, digital and uh, physical presence. The loyalty um, app and obviously the mailouts are all in that one sort of package, which is great. You know, we can see customer data now and getting leads. As long as we sign up some customers, we can kind of see that the customer lifetime value is currently sitting at like 550 bucks. So why not sign up more people you nice. know, if they're going to keep coming back? Probably from a website one, we've just basically integrated it and um, you've talked about it before David is rebuy mm. we've really uh, pushed the limits on how that thing works you sort of <laughs> brought it to my attention around like this application we could use I don't even think we, we went down that route to force spool my reel in, in the first place but as soon as you told me about it I just had this light bulb in my head of like this is what we could do to use for spool my reel mm. it obviously adds you know it's an upsell cross sell platform I've now got it like on the checkout post checkout obviously recommended whilst you're on the thing. So it's a meaty kind of, I guess, application to have. And it's so cheap at the moment. Can't believe how cheap it is. <laughs> it's good. Oh, you just don't, ruined don't it for like that, hundreds of thousands of <laughs> yeah. That guy. <laughs> Rebuy listened to this podcast. Yeah. So they were like, thank you, Josh. Great. Uh, that's, that's really good app. And I mean, beforehand, I think we talked about in the previous episode, it was really hard for you to make those changes or even try and do anything to spool my reel, right? That was a private app. I don't think you had even had access to make changes, right? You had to talk to someone. Yes, yes and no. Yes I guess no? Okay. We, we did. But then obviously the relationship of like, it was like tags through Vend and Shopify and an open API 
Oh. Of course, that's, the, that's red flags right there, right? You know, <laughs> things were dropping off, things were like crashing. Right. Obviously, all the information that was going between Vend and Shopify was slowing everything down. Like you could only have so much traffic going from one application to the other. So orders were getting lagged and obviously not populating on Vend. So it was just literally like, I need to cut this as soon as I can, find a better solution. I'm not going to lie, the, uh, the the page when I first opened the conditions that you'd created, I think, you know, we we, we implemented it and then we handed it over to you. And it, it's a few scrolls. There's yeah. a few rules in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've consolidated down a few now I've got my head around it, but it's still a meaty, like, I think 160 rule for just that one section. Yeah, I think I, um, so for, for those people listening that have no idea what we're talking about, right? So spool my reels of functionality when you buy a, a fishing reel to actually spool it with, um, with fishing line and I had absolutely no idea there was so much to fishing line until uh, we got into this project but you know there's a lot of like the different thicknesses and um, different strengths of it and how much weight they can carry and um, then how many meters actually fits on the actual reel itself right yeah so. exactly so I, I guess you know there's so many variables and it comes down to obviously what the reel and and rod can handle but then also there's an element of personal preference some people may like a, a better setup than another there's no wrong answer it's just whatever they prefer so we had to literally you know find the solution that could house this um i guess feature for us both from a consumer interface point of view it looks clean real easy to use but then also from a back end for the staff can use it how can we manage and maintain this and grow it at scale obviously with more products coming online obviously we still need to add this feature so as long as we can you know fulfill the consumer needs and upsell them and give them a great experience. And then also having the staff being able to manage it and enjoy it at the same time. So sort of tick, tick for me. Nice. Yeah, uh, you definitely are. You guys are providing all those services and there's so many other people, similar industry to you, not on Shopify, don't have strategists that would be screaming for something like this or paying a lot of money and it's probably not working. Like you said, you know, it's just falling over. Yeah, uh, yeah no, cool. Max, any favorite apps? Uh, I think I think Josh has covered those ones pretty well. Um, something that I like just out of a, a, a curiosity point of view is the it's Hotjar, isn't it? The yeah, oh, watching yeah, people, watching people, watching what like people do on the website. Right yeah, you can you can learn a lot from people just by like watching someone who's got to the checkout and hasn't purchased. And like I've I've done it um, where I've watched someone and they go into a category and they scroll right to the end I'm picking they obviously can't find what they're looking for mm. and then they go look for something else you know and 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 straight away you're like all right we didn't have the product for them how do we resolve that and you can yeah that, and there's endless examples of little things that you can see with how people move or they've clicked the wrong place you know so Make sure whenever you see that, you hit the share button straight to David's inbox <laughs> and tell him to, you know, yes, sort that out. I was just thinking, if they scroll X amount down the page, we should have a pop-up that goes looking for something and then the search bar can be right there for them. That's a good point. Come on, yeah. come on, strategist. All right, yeah, let's yeah. put it in there. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's a good tool. Hotjar's a fantastic mm, tool. You need a lot of time, though. Like, you it's do. not something that you can quickly look at a massive set of data and go, oh, we need to do this right now. You know, you're watching people in real time do what they're doing. Yeah. The heat maps give you good insight, I think, into mm. where you know people generally sort of are looking at and uh, yeah, give yep. give you exactly give you ideas of uh, of things that you can you know work on um, mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got a question. Left field question here. If your audience knew about NFTs, 
would Fish City have an NFT that would give them a discount if they came to the store? For sure. I think, you know, we were talking about it yesterday at a meeting. I'm like, when are we introducing Fishcoin? Fishcoin. Fishcoin. I love it. So that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Currency. Would would an NFT market fit with the fish hours? And, you know, do we need to retrain the consumer? Obviously, the younger generation may get it. The older ones probably thinking like, you know, what, what's in my inbox? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, the kids will show dad yeah, how to exactly. use it. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I get it now. So, yeah. So you're saying like, let's build an NFT for like a VIP club card member Absolutely. Now. Yeah. And then there's there's ways for them to, you know, connect onto your Shopify with their crypto wallet yeah. that says, I've got that NFT. And so your website gives them a discount. Exclusive offers. Or they come into yeah. store and you can scan something on their phone. Maybe you can work with like one of the fishing brands as well. Eh? So do a big collab. So, all right, I got you, boys. I'll be talking to you in a few uh, few weeks, few months. I, th- I, th- I think we've got a couple of website builds and stuff to to, to get out of the way before. <laughs> no, we, no, no, uh, let's do this before we tuck into the crypto sphere. <laughs> David, our next meeting with him about NFTs. Man. There you go. Uh, Wipe everything else off the project list. I'll be I'll be reading up then. Uh, I, I think um, Leo's bring, got just a bring me into the meeting. I'll, I'll show them how to lose money with NFTs. <laughs> the real way to make money is actually to sell the NFTs and you know have a brand that really supports it. But um, I can see the hybrid right where you're sitting there waiting for a fish to get onto your line and you know you're playing with your nft or something like playing you know, with the nft i, I don't, don't know, know. like yeah. to me it's more of a token and that gives NFT? you access to vip status with these guys i mean you can so. really like play the mm. pun with it, right like hook up a, an nft or something it worked for dogecoin I, th- I think fishcoin is the next thing you heard it here first like yeah. <laughs> Swimming upstream. Imagine if you buy a boat with crypto. I mean, hey. You can. You can buy a boat with crypto. You can buy a house with crypto. You can do anything with crypto. For those How of good. you that couldn't hear Waldo, he's just shouting out, smart contract to buy a boat, which, yeah, you can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, good, good. Well, look, I don't know if I've got any more questions to you, sir. No, there was, it was actually really insightful. I feel like I picked up stuff about how you guys are running uh, just from from talking. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and getting a bit more of the history. So very interesting. I think, um, you know, it's awesome to have you as a partner. We love this relationship. We want you guys to absolutely grow and blossom. And we're right mm-hmm. here to back you up in doing that. So I'm not sure if we're going to see about 20 Fish City stores pop up everywhere. But whatever it is that you guys are wanting to do, we're right there with you. So thanks for coming to the show and thanks for being a great partner. Yeah, thanks for having us on. And thanks for uh, all the great work you guys do. And can't wait to make sure that our brands obviously blossom further into the future. For those listening, Fish City, Hamilton.co.nz, Hunting and Outdoors, huntingoutdoors.co.nz. Hunting and Outdoors. .co.nz. .co.nz. Boats. .co.nz. There you go. So all those links will be down the bottom. And like we always do, we do a bit of an outro. Josh, take it away. All right. Thanks for listening in to Talk and Shop this week. Like, subscribe, smash it if that's what you're into. And... And Leo, David, and Waldo. We'll see you next week. See you guys.